And when you're walking in the Holy Spirit and you're fasting and you're listening to the Word of God, light is going to appear on your situation. And the revelation of the light of the Word of God is going to show you how to pray and how to bind and how to rebuke and how, how to uh, disassociate yourself with what the power of the enemy. And all this that we're talking about, the armor of God and warfare, is because I heard somebody tell me last week that they knew this man, that where the Bible says that if your right hand offends you, cut it off. How many have ever read that and thought about doing that? No, no, thank God we're not, we're not. Anyway, if your right hand offends you, pluck it, cut it off. If your right eye offends you, pluck it out. How many of you know that's not what it literally means? It means to stop associating with things that you touch and things that you see that's opening the door and giving demonic spirits legal ground to enter in. Stop associating with things that are opening the door for things to come against your mind. Are you getting this? Because the Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief, he's an outlaw. He's an outlaw. He's a villain. He comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. An outlaw doesn't have a key to your home. He won't knock on your front door to be let in. He's going to find some way to sneak in, hopefully unnoticed. And the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And he wants to be unnoticed so that he can do his dirty work. And light is exposing that so that you can see and you can take note of the enemy. So you can stop him and he has no place with you. Can I hear an amen? And so we understand he's an outlaw spirit. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He's out to destroy you. He's got a target on you. He's got a reward, you could say, out for you, for your destruction, for our destruction. But thank God, greater is he that's in us than he that's in this world. But we have to keep the armor of God on, especially in these evil days. We've already read the scripture where you know the time has passed by. It's time to wake up and put the armor of light so that we're able to expose the darkness. And I want you to look with me in Matthew chapter 12. Because we have an outlaw who's stubborn. We have an adversary who wants to steal, kill, and destroy. And in Matthew chapter 12, verse 43, I love the way the message translation uses this word here. When a defiling evil spirit is expelled from someone, a spirit to defile, a spirit to defile. We'll stop right there. 11 times the word defiled is used in the Old Testament for a home or for land. That because of the enemy, because of the enemy gods, because of the trinkets of the enemy, the land, the home, even the temple has become defiled. The enemy wants to defile that which is sacred and that which is holy. And it says right here that when a defiling evil spirit is expelled from someone, when what is ever trying to ruin your life, wreck your marriage, wreck your finances, wreck your peace, steal your joy, is expelled from someone, it drifts along through the desert looking for an oasis. Some unsuspecting soul, it can be devil. When a demon is cast out of a place, it goes around looking for somebody who's not alert or looking so that it can attach to that person when it doesn't find anyone it says I'm going to go back to my own my old haunting place 
On return, it finds the per person spotlessly, spotlessly clean, but vacant. In other words, they're clean, they've, they've accepted deliverance, but they didn't start filling themselves with the word of God and they don't have the armor of God on. It then runs out of round, it runs out and rounds up seven other spirits more evil than itself and they all move in. Defile, defilement of the temple of the Holy Spirit, which you are. Are you getting me, church? Ever since the beginning of time, it talks about God's possessions being defiled because of the enemy. And these evil spirits are looking for ways and there are things that open the doors. And the thing we don't want to do is ignorantly or even knowingly open doors so that these spirits have legal rights to oppress us. That's why every day we plead the blood of Jesus over ourselves. That's why every day we read Ephesians 6, 11, 12, and 13 about putting the whole armor of God on so that we are able to resist the enemy. Because it says they will go and get seven more and they will all move in. And that person ends up far worse off than he had ever gotten cleaned in the first place. That's what this generation is like. You may think you have cleaned out the old junk from your lives, have gotten ready for God. But then it goes on to say, you didn't welcome my message now all the devils are moving back in. And how many are seen on TV? There's a lot of devils moving in. There's a lot of demonic forces going on. That's why it's important to pray over our children's beds and anoint them with oil. That's why it's important every six months at least to claim your house its entirety for the glory of Jesus Christ. That's why it's important to put worship on in every bedroom, in every room. That's why it's important to put on. It's amazing. Just, I got home last night. The boys were watching something. And I just changed the channel and put 30 minutes of the word on. On TV. Because it's my TV. And so I put 30 minutes of teaching on, on my TV. And the atmosphere just changes. Why? Because his word's anointed. It's a sword. And it's our responsibility to keep that hedge up and keep that word up and keep that word level up. Because the enemy goes about and everything we've done to progress, the enemy would want to come in with others to defile what God has already started in our lives. So it's important to be careful with this. Look with me in 1 Peter chapter 5. First Peter chapter 5 verse 8. It says in the message translation. I want to use the message because it uses our word here. Keep a cool head. Somebody looks at you and say keep your head on. Keep a cool head. Keep your helmet on. Stay alert. I mean sometimes you just got to say. My mind is calm. My soul is at rest. My body is at peace. I'm not doing yoga. I'm doing spiritual warfare. Because if something is out to steal my joy, I have authority and I, I, I need to respond to that invading spirit in Jesus' name. 
And so I have a cool head. I'm alert. It says, stay alert. Why? Because the spirits are looking for reasons to legally connect to you or to your life. It goes on to say here, keep a cool head, stay alert. The devil is posed to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. Look at your neighbor and say, keep your guard up. Keep your guard up. Keep your guard up. It's so easy to let that shield of faith down. That which is protecting you down. You've got to keep it up. You've got to be careful for the enemy to, so that these things don't come against you to tear you down. And there's some things I want to share with you right quick. You say, well, what, what can I be looking for? Well, I'm glad you asked. Here's some things because if I want to keep darkness out, I've got to be truthful because that's light is in the truth. I've got to be truthful with myself. And sometimes I have to, when I hear something, I've got to just say to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to admit I've got an issue in this area. And by your, by your knowledge, I acknowledge that I have an issue and I have a problem that I've got to deal with. And I'll give you some examples, some groupings of something that the devil would like to legally come in our lives against. For example, the Bible talks about the spirit of bitterness. Bitterness is resentment, hatred, unforgiveness, violence, temper, anger, retaliation, and murder. And so when you look at these different things, the spirit of, bitter, spirit of bitter, bitterness, when you're praying, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit may speak to you or you may realize you've, you've responded or lived during the day in an area of bitterness. You just got to say, in the name of Jesus, I renounce all bitterness from my life. I claim that I am overwhelmed with the love of Jesus Christ. I hold no resentment and I will not go to bed tonight holding resentment, anger, or hatred towards anyone in Jesus' name. You got you to do that. Insecurity. With insecurity, you can feel inferior. It opens the door for self-pity. Loneliness. Shyness. Inadequacy. Emptiness. Instability. A lot of times, you know, we wonder, why can't you just grow up and be more stable in your life? Well, maybe the problem is not being stable in their life. Maybe it's the area of being uh, insecure in their life. And so once more... I bind the spirit of insecurity from me or maybe it's your child or, or whoever it may be. I take a, authority over that spirit right now of feeling inferior. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Loneliness, shyness, inadequacy, emptiness, instability. Depression, I come against the spirit of depression with the despair, despondency, discouragement, feeling defeated, hopelessness, suicidal. I bind that spirit in the name of Jesus. You will not attack my mind. I put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. And I will not give in to feeling defeat. I will not give in to depression. I will not allow my mind, which is being renewed by the word of God, to go into that area of depression in Jesus' name. Rebellion, which is self-will, stubbornness, disobedience, uh, jealousy, which is selfishness, suspicion, envy, distrust, a rivalry, spirit of jealousy, pride. Vanity, vanity, ego, haughtiness, importance, self-righteousness, arrogance. I bind that spirit of pride. It's, a, it's abomination before God and I take authority over it in Jesus' name. Strife, which is contention, bickering, arguments, quarreling, fighting, conflict, discard, turmoil. Come against that spirit of strife in Jesus' name. So many times it's easy to, to complain about family members or family meetings or things we got to get go to that we say, man, there's just always going to be bickering, always somebody's going to be doing something. Well, take authority over that strife before you go. Amen. Addictions, all the different type of addictions and lust, control, worry, 
guilt, being passive, all these different things that the enemy would want to come against us with. Cursing, grief. But let me touch on something since nobody has any of these things. You know, we preach so hard about certain areas, but there's one area I like to touch on. It's the area of being gluttony. It's, it's, it's in the realm of the spirit. There are roots why a person has compulsive eating. There's roots, for example, in gluttony, being nervous, compulsive eating, frustration, idleness, self-pity, depression. The Bible says in Revelation that gluttoners will not enter the kingdom of heaven as well as adulterers. And now we can preach on adultery, but how about gluttony? That's something that's not always preached on. But yet, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And these spirits come in to defile. And so many times, you, so many people say, you know, I, I don't know how I, I can stop th this overeating or how I can overcome this depression. Well, you bind it in the authority of the name of Jesus. That I have control how I eat, how much I eat, and what I eat. Because I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not going to eat that stuff that can kill me. It's quiet in here. Not that you have a problem with gluttony, but this whole nation has a problem with gluttony. Hello. And so we major in so many different things, but you may not realize that gluttony can be inherited. And usually it is because you grew up eating what they eat. And when you have a gluttonous parent, usually you have a gluttonous kid. It's quiet in here. But since the brother said, y'all love the truth, I'm going to tell you the truth. Gluttony will kill you. Pride will kill you. Pride comes before the fall. Strife will kill you. Worry and fretfulness will kill you. All these things are areas that the enemies come in. It's just not one or two of them, but there's many areas the enemy comes in to try to steal, to kill, and destroy. We have to be aware and awake of these things. But we have to be responsible of what we do. Amen. Now, if you have a weight problem, you can't blame the devil. After tonight, you heard, you got to take authority over that. I'll bind that spirit of donuts and ch chocolate ch chip ice cream in Jesus' name. Come Christmas, I got to bind the spirit of eggnog because I can live on that stuff. But it's not good for me. So I got to take it in moderation. Amen. One carton a day. But we expose the enemy with the light of the Holy Spirit. The enemy's called rulers of darkness. The Bible tells us areas where, where they're um, connected and where they're shown to uh, that light comes in. And uh, 1 Thessalonians, just take notes here. 1 Thessalonians 5.22 talks about abstain from all evil. That word abstain means refrain, hold back. And any shape or form of, of evil. So he says to hold that back. And so I want to quickly give you some things to take note of. These are just some notes to take that you can be aware if, if something is, is spiritually demonic and it's attacking you. And, and here's, here's a telltale sign. Some signs that there's some pollution in our homes and in our life. One of the things is when something just seems to be happening all the time. And another, another example is accident proneness. I mean, just all the time. 
Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes that's a sign that there could be some demonic activity or there may be something that we've opened up and allowed some spirit to legally claim as theirs. Because we don't have to live accident prone, do we? And we, we don't have to live with reoccurring sicknesses and diseases. Constant bad dreams or nightmares. Could be something under your bed. Could be something in your home. It could have been something that happened on the property before you even went there and, and rented that house or, or, or bought that house. Uh, that's why it's important. Every six months, pray over your home, whether it's yours or rented, and pray over your property and claim it for the glory of Jesus Christ and plead the blood of Jesus over the borders of your property. A heaviness or a nausea feeling. Sometimes you may just feel like, like something's wrong. Well, just stop and start praying and ask the Holy Spirit to show you what it is. Insomnia, or you sleep too much, could be a sign that there's something there. Behavior problems, not just the children, but the adults having behavior problems, misunderstandings. Someone that doesn't have any peace, or they're restless, or have anxiety attacks. Seeing spirits or ghosts. Now, that's a short telltale sign that your house needs deliverance. And let me tell you right now, there are no friendly ghosts. If anybody ever tells you, well, that's my friend, then you rebuke their friend in the name of Jesus. You do not need any ghost or any spiritual activity in your home because usually that where there's a ghost, there's defilement. Somebody's been raped, murdered, and sometimes it's the hideous of crimes that causes spirits, familiar spirits to take on the form of that person or that thing and be there. If you see something like that, you immediately, you don't have to call Ghostbusters, you don't have to call Pastor. You immediately take authority in the power of the name of Jesus. You, you yourself take authority and command it to go in the name of Jesus. David was a kid and he handled the giant. It doesn't matter if you're a new Christian, you have the name above every name. You just believe in that name and you believe in that blood and you bind the devil from your home, from that child's bedroom, whatever the case may be, even from that car and you command it to go in Jesus' name odors never forget and I've told the story a few times we, we got invited to go to this lady's house Agida her husband was put in jail and he got out and whenever a man would go into her house there was this strong odor that would just even electricians would, would say I don't want this job even if you pay me cash because I can't stand this odor so they invited us to their home they both got saved we went in their home and sure enough here comes the odor so we went where the odor was the strongest and we stood there anointed with oil and we just come against, we just started coming against the devil and we started getting words of knowledge, things the only spirit started knowing. And the grandmother had been a known witch in the area, had done a number of things. And one of the things she had did, she had cursed her own home that she had a man-hating spirit and that if a man would ever enter that home, that these spirits would manifest. Well, that smell was so strong. So we stood there and we commanded it to go. The TV would come on by itself. Lights would come on by itself. And then there was this ghost that would come in the form of a clown and started taking their three-year-old's clothes off during the night. So we got there. How many of you know that this, this is serious stuff here? When your baby's starting, to, things are happening in the night. So we came against in the name of Jesus. The smell left the house and well, everybody was excited. But then we walked out in the yard to pray over the yard. The smell was in the yard. Uh-uh. We're not compromising that you only leave the home. You got to leave the property too in Jesus' name. 
So we anointed the property, commanded all the curses to be broken. And for that smell, those demonic manifestations, those demonic spirits to leave in Jesus' name. And so it left and we thought everything was great. So we left. And then she had parked her car outside of the property. But when she went to get inside of her car, this, we were gone and the smell was in the car. She says, what do I do now? I, they're gone. And the Holy Spirit said, just open your Bible and read Psalms 91 out loud. And there she was by herself, a new Christian, open to Psalms 91, started reading it, claiming about being in the shadow of the Almighty God, dwelling in the secret place of the Most High, the angels of the Lord. And she just did that, and the smell left the car, and they've never spelt it again. There's power and authority in the name of Jesus. But sometimes there's some odors and some things that would reoccur. Like, like, what is this? Because demonic spirits smell like death. Right. And then there's the atmosphere of heaviness and sharpness of breath. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can read this later in Acts chapter 19, verses 18 through 20. It says the people gathered $4 million worth of stuff and burnt it all because it had demonic attachments. Acts chapter 19. In other words, $4 million speak of there's no value to anything worth keeping an attachment to an evil spirit. There is nothing worth that much value. Amen. So what do I do? Let me get to this right quick. What do I do? Number one, repent for any sins, bad attitudes. You are your families. Father, I just right now, it may be racism. It may be hate, it may be anger, it may be unforgiveness, it may be pride, it may be a judgmental spirit that has ran in our family for years. I take 1 John 1, 7 through 10, and I just repent for our sins. Daniel prayed for the sins of his fathers, that him and his, his sins and his father's sins would be forgiven. So repent of your sins, number one. Number two, repent on behalf of those who lived on your land and your house before you were there, the last owners. Repent for any sins, any wrong that was done there, and just claim it for the glory of God that is God's property. I dedicate it to him. Number three, remove and destroy all items that you feel convicted about no matter what the cost is. It really gets hard when the Spirit starts dealing with you to get rid of heirlooms. It really gets hard when the, the Lord starts dealing with you to get rid of things that, that means a lot to you. That maybe you went on vacation and you bought a nice little mask from Costa Rica or something like that. And you thought it was just simple. And it was just nothing but it ended up having a demonic attachment and it was a demonic God. Sometimes it will cost you, but, but how many of you know freedom is worth the price? Your prayers to start being answered. You just start feeling good again. Remove and destroy all items that, that, could, that, feel, that you feel convicted about that you might need to get rid of. Number three. Number four, renounce out loud any involvement dabbling into witchcraft. Maybe it's games or books or movies. Anything that has to do with witchcraft, I would just repent because God hates witchcraft. He said, forbid a witch to live. In other words, do not allow that spirit to survive. And so if I dabbled in it, read a book, played a game, I would get rid of it and I would go, Father, I repent for, be, for, for touching and dabbling into any form of witchcraft in Jesus' name. Lord, I, I repent. Maybe you watched a movie on TV. I repent for getting involved in that series on witches and witchcraft. And I just renounce that from my mind, from my heart, from my life, from this home. And just, I just anoint this place with oil in Jesus' name. We don't want to play around with demonic things. Amen. 
And then number five, evict and command all strongholds to leave you in Jesus' name. Evict them. Command them. Whatever it may be that's robbing your joy or opening the door for uh, robbing, uh, uh, attacking your finances or your peace or your sleep or your child's sleep. I just command whatever's ever trying to torment my child's mind in Jesus' name to loose its hold and go in Jesus' name. Whatever is trying to attack my mind, I bind it in the authority of the name of Jesus. I will not have nightmares. I'm born again and redeemed from the Father above and I will not live with nightmares or evil dreams in Jesus' name. Neither will my children. This house is the house, the tabernacle, the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. And I will not allow these spirits to walk through my house freely or operate in any way. These reoccurring things breaking, I'm blessed and not cursed. Things I own is blessed and not cursed. I will not have a vehicle or a home or things that continually break because what I touch, the Bible says whatever I touch is blessed. I claim the favor of God upon me and my family. I claim the blessings of God upon me and my family and everything I have is bought because he has given it to me and he's provided for it. So what God has provided is blessed and not cursed. So I bind anything attached to that in Jesus' name. You war. You pray. And you pray, Lord, cleanse our home, cleanse my life of anything that's defiling or cutting my supply from you in Jesus' name. And then read Psalms 91. If you have to read it every day, read it every day. But I tell you what, there are people who say, you know, Bible says in Galatians 3, you know, they... <clears throat> Galatians chapter 3, the Bible says that we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. So there is no curse. What's amazing that 1 Peter 2.24 says, by whose stripes ye were, were healed. You know what that means? You were saved when you were saved, but you're still being saved, Paul said. By whose stripes you were healed. I was, I received divine health as part of the covenant when I accepted Christ. But I got to tell you the truth. I have been sick a few times since I've gotten saved. So I was healed and I received a covenant of healing when I got born again. But that didn't mean that I didn't have to go back and get healed again time and time again when I was attacked with the spirit of infirmity or some sickness or flu or something. Well, it's the same thing with deliverance. I received a covenant of freedom and deliverance when I accepted Christ. But it doesn't mean that I don't have to go back and war against demonic spirits or against attacks of the enemy even though I'm born again. We read earlier, the enemy will leave, but he will try to come back and he'll, he'll even try to bring seven worse than before. This is right out of the word. So I have to be careful. I have to watch and pray. I have to be careful that I don't go upon defiled ground. That I don't go into temples that worship other gods and not plead the blood of Jesus. I find myself in a situation that, that, that I'm in a place where, where it's defiled. I just plead the blood of Jesus over my life and can't wait to get out of here. And enjoy the presence of Christ, the freedom of Christ, the freedom to pray and to worship and have an open heaven to where I can hear the voice of the Father. Sometimes, Holy Spirit will tell you to get, get rid of some of your old boyfriend and girlfriend stuff that you have even though now you're married or you're dating someone else sometimes all the spirits say look you had to sever that relationship why are you keeping those presents from that relationship got soul ties to it there's so many different things holy spirit can lead you in areas of your life so that you can live in freedom and what a high price christ paid to set us free we've got to value that freedom that he gave us 
Galatians 5 wants to stand fast in the liberty that once with Christ has set you free, that you'd return not to the spirit of bondage and captivity to the enemy. We don't want to go backwards. We want to go forwards. And that means sometimes paying a price. Sometimes being called foolish is sometimes being, oh, you're part of that camp. No, I'm not a part of any. I'm part of the kingdom of God. I'm the part of the kingdom of light. And the Bible says, do not give any place to the devil. So I'm not going to give place to the devil. So I invite you to stand up tonight. How many are ready to take the giant's head off? <laughs> Amen. Glory. How many are going to keep the armor of God on? Because we don't want to see. We don't want to see the enemy. Listen. Praise God for his power. I received another call today. I, got, I just got to testify. We've had another lady who is documentedly healed of cancer today. Can we give God the praise? Another one. Glory. 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 Last week we had some. Week before last we had three. I tell you, our God is a healing God. He's a powerful God. All power is in the name of Jesus. And see, miracles, signs, and wonders happen. When there's not this defilement going on. Be ye holy as I'm holy. So that's what the Holy Spirit is working in our lives. So Father we come before you tonight. And we praise you for your word. We thank you that you've given us the armor of God. That we can stand strong. We can stand against the enemy. And we can stand and win. Lord I pray and I plead the blood of Jesus. And I know that you've spoken to me. The importance of covering our minds. Keeping that helmet on to cover our thoughts and our imaginations. That no evil thought will, will, will take root in our minds and grow into our soul. Purge our thoughts. And purge our hearts and purge our words. Help us to realize the importance, especially this hour that you said, to be alert and to be awake and to be on guard. Because the enemy wants to do anything he can to try to hinder us from progressing and living life and life more abundantly. That outlaw spirit wants to see us living a life that is beneath a child of the Most High God. We are royalty, we are valued, and we are kingdom of priests and kings unto you through the blood of Jesus Christ. And through this blood that we've received, we're called to rule and reign in this life as kings. So, Father, I praise you for that authority, a kingship that is upon each and every one of us here. That authority to rule and reign, to reign in this life, to reign in joy, to reign in peace, to reign over all the power of the enemy. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, for confirming and revealing things that need to be seen, that things that need to be heeded, that we may walk in the light as he is in the light. Lord, we give you praise and glory. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. We got our prayer teams that are up here ready to minister to you if you need prayer. We have material. Uh, we help you in any way we can. We want to see you grow. We want to see you mature. We want to see you victorious. So if you have any needs at all, we got prayer team ready to anoint, anoint you with oil, pray for you. We love you. Don't forget that Friday night, the Young at Heart's going to be meeting. And Sunday morning, we're going to be here at 9 o'clock, 1030 with the Word of God. Got a fresh series, fresh word for you. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome.